Hello and welcome back to another edition of Editing Aloud. We have with us on the show for the first time today, Genevieve Quintel, the new political editor at Business Day. Welcome, Genevieve. Thank you. Um, uh, and we'll talk about a Business Day story to start with. Uh, page two, Moody's expects essay confidence to rise after poll, says the headline. Sunita Menon, the economics correspondent. South Africa is expected to see a surge in confidence after the general election in May as President Cyril Ramaphosa's administration continues to move forward gradually with implementation of its reform agenda, says Moody's Investors Service. Is that pie in the sky? I mean, are they dreaming? Peter, they, Moody's have, <laughs> have been our biggest fan, so to speak, yeah. amongst the, the major rating agencies. They have really gone out of their way all the time to give us a chance that statement really formalizes or confirms that view. They, they hope Cyril Ramaphosa will get a popular mandate to continue with their reforms uh, after May. And, and this, they, they think, uh, will enable uh, uh, the, the president to, to, to get bold and, and, and implement these decisions, these reforms, uh, get, uh, shrink the cabinet and, and, and indeed, hopefully, do the reforms that are needed to stabilize ESCOM. That, that is what they've been hoping for. If you remember, uh, they, they were supposed to, to update uh, their, yeah. their credit rating on us at the end of March. They didn't because had they acted, they would have had no option but to downgrade us to junk status. So they, 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 they will, after this... Uh, well, it's a negative outlook. I mean, they, they could have had that one step to, to go, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So they, what they are doing now with this, they are actually saying... Look, if you South Africans vote the way we think you should, and that's Cyril Ramaphosa. Uh, I, I know they have another, uh, they, they have a, so you think there's an agenda this panel. Uh, at least there's, there's, there's one person yeah. in this panel who agrees with that view. Yeah. Uh, uh, and his name is Peter Bruce. Yeah. His name is Peter Bruce. Yeah. So Moody's and Peter Bruce would like us to vote for Cyril Ramaphosa in order to uh, for the reform program of the ANC to continue. Juanita Hunter, do you think there's an agenda here? I mean, this is not this is this is a, an agency, a ratings agency captured by Ramaphoria, or are they sort of hard nosed and just doing their job properly because their clients invest money here? Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's nothing to suggest that the you know they're basing this opinion on anything tangible. There hasn't been any pop. Like when, when people talk about a reform plan, there isn't one physical reform plan that we can look at and say, this is what Ramaphosa is going to do. So this is an entirely good world. Um, and, uh, you know, Ramaphoria, some sort of optimism to say, okay, things have been really bad. The only way up now, the only way from here is up. Um, and I'm quite suspicious of this for the, uh, uh, for the simple fact that uh, what we've seen since from last year, February up until now, this constant push and pull uh, between the, the you know, interdynamics within the ANC almost at times hamstrung, the, leaving the president hamstrung. And I think that, uh, you know, to, 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 to expect that you're going to get the popular vote, which most polls are predicting that it's going to go that way. Um, and then, he, you know, on, on the 22nd of May, he, he will be elected president by parliament. On the 
25th of May he will be inaugurated as president. And then no one's expecting what's going to happen the 26th of May when he is announcing his cabinet. Right. Uh, and people will not, may not be satisfied at what the cabinet looks like because it's going to be... You mean uh, people in his own party? No, no, I'm saying people watching, yeah. watching. Uh, may, may not be uh, uh, completely satisfied. But Genevieve, it's, in, it's inevitable that there will be people in his cabinet who are there for political reasons and not because they're necessarily technically competent. Absolutely. And I think... What we forget is politicians are chameleons, those who were maybe on the, the Zuma side mm. or the wrong yeah. side before are very quickly to change their tune yeah. and, and sing this yeah. on the same page as um, Ramaphosa. But with the Moody's thing, I think what they could also be using is that in the last year, I guess Ramaphosa has done things like change the SARS commissioner, change the head of the NDPP, and maybe that gives people some positivity in terms of he said in his first state of the nation, mm. I will be fixing these things, and he has started doing that. But sometimes it can be a bit cosmetic because it's, it's all good and well to change the head of an institution, but there's still so much rot inside the institutions. Yeah. We've seen with SARS, all those people that were under Tom Moyani on the, on the Exco are still there. So it's all good and well to change people on the top, and I think that might be having the positive effect for Moody's on why they maybe see a reform still coming because they have seen certain reforms happening. But I think we, we've got to look deep in that. There's still a lot of work to be done underneath all the, but, uh, I say uh, cosmetic you, changes. Is, but it, is it reasonable to give him th this little bit of ground and that you cannot change an institution like the NPA or like SARS without changing the who's in control? In other words, you don't change the Sunday Times by finding a new deputy news editor, you, you, go for, you go for the top job, you change the editor, I'm business, I'm not picking on the Sunday Times or whatever, but, but you have to start at the top. Absolutely. And, and then he, he can't, he, he, it's not his job to fiddle with who is the deputy or this senior this or the senior that. But I give you an example. <clears throat> the Nugent Report sat, right? Yeah. And it was a it was a incredibly detailed process yeah, yeah. and made multiple recommendations. Really? Only one tiny bit of it was replace the head of, of, of SARS. Mm. But um, there were things like changing overhauling the law, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that process which uh, the finance minister needs to spearhead, okay, one may consider, okay, now, you know, parliament has been, uh, you know, recess, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is that everyone around the president is buying into this cosmetic change. Mm. And, and that, for me, is worrying. Because, um, you know, okay, we changed the head of the NPA. That should solve it. Uh, can I ask, can I ask that? On, 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 on the Nugent Commission recommendations, are there things that could already have been done that Nugent recommended? that didn't need a new head of SARS to implement. Absolutely, the spearheading of new legislation. There's a yeah. whole section of the right. report that just recommends changing of the law, for example, in how to appoint a new... Um, a new commissioner. Yeah. The same thing with the NDPP. The yeah. court has made that finding that there needs to be a new system yeah. um, in how an NDPP, if they were serious about it, Shamila Batohi was, the, well, the interviews were last November, December. Yeah. Um, by January, they should have already started saying, the justice ministers had said, I need to start spearheading legislation, fast-tracking through parliament, yeah. so that you could have the systems in place. The health minister has been going on and on and on about the fact that um, you know, the, the dysfunction in the health sector is as a result of too much of delegated yeah. powers to... to, to uh, so uh, it's, it's still too little being done, um, and it's because Ramaphosa feels, him, feels that he's trapped or genuinely doesn't want to do anything about some of these. 
the, the reality of the ANC mm. is that, uh, unfortunately for him, he's got to get the buy-in of the people surrounding him. Yeah. Not only the top six, but the whole National Executive Committee, yeah. which we know is, is, is very incompetent. And, and people actually, uh, half of them were working for the state capture project. Yeah. They have not given up. They may very well be uh, queuing up for, for jobs in, in cabinet and in other places. Uh, they, 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 they won't give up. They won't immediately just turn around and, uh, and, and, and go in his direction. Certainly, uh, each, day, uh, each day he gains perhaps one or two more members from the other side, yeah. uh, from the opposition within the ANC to yeah. the other side. So, when, when, But, but the, his biggest problem is going to come when he must appoint a cabinet. If you have people like Malusi Kigaba and Batabile Lamini, uh, all of them uh, in the top 20, queuing for cabinet positions, and the NEC resolution said uh, the top 50 members mm. uh, in the candidates list cannot be interfered with, yeah. You're going to have to choose your, mem your, your cabinet from there. The, the, the president of the Women's League will probably come back into, in, into cabinet. Yeah. So will Nomvula Mukonyane and indeed uh, the candidate of the Youth League, Malusi Kigaba. So, so all, you, all seriously, things are Can I just ask you a question? Things. Are you seriously saying that Malusi Kigaba will be back in the cabinet? I am saying the ANC National Executive Committee will push hard for Malusi Kigaba to be in cabinet, for Bangalore Lamini to be in cabinet, for uh, for Nomvula Mukonyane to be, they will push really hard. And remember, uh, just uh, uh, in the event that they must vote, which they have not yeah. done, the NEC, a, a simple majority of 44 people uh, may say, okay, we are having that minister and that minister and that person in cabinet yeah. decide which portfolio. So I don't think that's, that's the case. Mm. I don't think that will be the case mm. because the NEC will not talk, discuss this issue at all. And they, they have historically never discussed this issue. But I do think, um, and the trends are showing into two directions. Firstly, Ramaphosa may, uh, will have to obviously make a bold political statement. So I don't think that he would, he would you know, necessarily appoint people who have been seriously implicated in mm. state capture. But um, Many people in his own support circle has, have been implicated yeah, in yeah. state capture. But there are two things that people close to him have been saying. They said he is now in the process of um, evaluating between those who have competency and those who have political support and constituencies. Yeah. Yeah. And that balance is going to be important. But that is actually... The cabinet is really not going to uh, be the, the, the real issue when the it's appointed. Because simply, you say the president will then appoint all his people in cabinet and Ace Mahashule as uh, secretary general appoints all his people as chairpersons of portfolio in committees caucus, in parliament. Yeah. So, so if you have a caucus that be effectively is like an opposition party to, a pres mm. uh, to, to ministers mm. or the executive, mm. it's going to be a disaster. This is where I beg to differ. The, the consultation <coughs> process which includes not only the NEC, but the allies, the Communist Party and, and COSATU and SATU and all of them, they all come and say, yes, we have been consulted. He does not just go and tell them, this is who I'm appointing. He goes to get their buy-in. So these units of the ANC will come in and say, Malusi Kigaba, we are putting that uh, Minister of Women there, you put all of them there, 
and uh, that is the cabinet we want. Jacob Zuma uh, has ignored it only when the Guptas have pushed for it. But uh, during his last, his last, uh, the last two years, and indeed during Cyril's first year, they all came out and said, yes, we are happy, we have been consulted. Consulted does not just mean I come in and tell you what I'm doing. I come in and get your buy-in. But didn't that consultation no. happen within the top six? It wasn't going to an NEC and saying, are you happy with my the, choice the, of the cabinet? The communists have come out and said, yes, we are happy with this. We have been approached and we have been consulted. Which, is, which yes, goes back to my point of the, the balance between competency and political constituency, uh, and you have to balance that out. My point is, I don't, I don't foresee the president regurgitating a, a cabinet of Zuma. Mm. I think that would be ridiculous, considering that there is already... Uh, almost a lobby for people like Ronald Lamola to be into the executive, young people, Stella and Benny Abrams to be a to continue that. being a minister. So there is that lobby, number one. Number two is there's not that many um, positions candy to hand out anymore. It's going to be because it's going to be a smaller cabinet. Yes, yes, and the minister, the minister of public service and administration, Ayanna Dodlo, this week, um, uh, you know, tweeted and, and and have been having meetings with. Um, Business leaders like, you know, business, yeah, and BBC as yeah. well, um, to get buy-in and to get opinions of people. And there's no... Towards what end? To a to, better administration? Yeah, to the reconfiguration of the state. She's just hired, she's just hired Robert McBride, hasn't she? Robert McBride has just got a job in the public service um, uh, as, as chief overseer of... You are breaking news, Peter. But the last point on this topic. On the twenty sixth of May or thereabout, yeah. Kanita and Genevieve will be here together with myself. <laughs> you have to play a clip of this. Bangladesh, I mean, will be in cabinet. No, Malusi but no, no, I want, no, I want you to stick to Malusi Gagaba. Yeah, yeah, Malusi Gagaba will be in cabinet. Okay. Bangladesh, Malusi Gagaba will be in cabinet. Okay. 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 Uh, there is, uh, we, we're reading it to be quite superficial. The same, I have the same criticism of people who say everything is going to be great after Ramaphosa. On the 26th after of May, that question will be answered. And, and, and lame duck President Cyril Ramaphosa will be stuck there as he is now with people he doesn't want in his cabinet. Right. Because the, nation, the, the National Executive Committee will have decided for him. Now, Mark, you my words very well. We will be here on the 26th and Malusi Kikaba will be in cabinet. Wangalili Lamini will be in cabinet. Nomvula Mukanyani will be in cabinet. Robert McBride is giving evidence uh, or has been giving evidence to the Zondo Commission um, uh, Genevieve. How important has it been? Because it's the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that, that we've moved from just straight theft to actual machinations in deep state to make things occur. It's a different kind of evidence to, to Agrizi and those mm. people. But I think once again, we've, we've been quite, we've had a lot of reports, um, newspaper reports over the years of these types of things happening yeah. and everyone's saying it's rubbish, yeah. this isn't happening. And I think this is, again, real proof that this has happened. I think Kanita knows there's how a, many times has the Sunday Times written yeah. about half the stuff he's talking about and you get told you're lying, it's fake news. There it is. There's someone who is in there's, the middle of it. You know, there's it. a PhD dissertation to do in what the, what the press reported and what we now accept to be true 
because it was said at the Zondo Commission, and actually there's a lot of it is repetition, as there was a lot of repetition in the Gupta tapes. Mm -hmm. A lot of that stuff had been reported before. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I always tell people that, um, you know, when you, when you get denials, especially like from, in my case, I've been writing stories about the former president, yeah. and, and, I, and I always say, before you jump, just remember... Remember, Des van Rooyen said he only met the Guptas on one social occurrence. Yeah. Remember, Mosi Benzi, remember these denials yeah. and where we've come. And now it's, it's almost accepted as truth. Um, and I think that ro what Robert McBride is very systematically doing, and I think um, uh, you know, he's one of those witnesses that are coming to the commission with a clear sort of chronology of how yeah. things unfolded. Um, and the thing is, we, we, even us as the media, we, we struggle to really get to the bottom of the security cluster and the capture of the security cluster, but also because it was not one one entity called the Guptas and their associates yeah, yeah. capturing the state, uh, the, the the security cluster. It was at different intervals, different interests, um, and really, uh, you know, p p people always say that um, what happens in our security cluster it can't be scripted for, you know, for even for a, a TV and, series. And crime intelligence seems to have played a huge role in, in in paving the way for a lot of the police or the security cluster mm. protection of Zuma. And it's a repetition. If you saw the Mukhoro inquiry, which is the yeah. inquiry into the fitness of toll office of advocates uh, uh, Lawrence Mkwebi and Nomtrobo Jiba, there's an overlap in the, sim in, in the similarity yeah. of cases. So if you have to now, in retrospect, go back and design what how the capture took place, you would see certain individuals placed here, certain, and the collaboration from the different state entities um, and external people, the different players. Now, now Jen is right in the sense that we've been, um, all you know, media have been sort of writing about it in bits and bobs over the years. Um, and you know, if, if you have to go, if you have to go out and ask someone what happened to Anwar Dramat, people would have forgotten because yeah. the world has moved yeah, on so much. Be, so it's good to be reminded. It's good to be reminded yeah. and also to, to have contextualize everything to say... In really quite granular in detail. In, in mm. quite granular yeah. detail. No, I think it's been, I think it's been amazing. The, who, he's followed today, I think, by uh, Johan Boysen, yes. who would probably tell much the same sort of story of infiltration and, and interference um, uh, against, the, against the police. Um, Stephen Friedman's column uh, in the in Business Day today was interesting because um, he sort of agrees with me. I found it I found it very <laughs> uplifting. Um, You've been yeah, lynched for yeah. your opinion. Um, but basically, what he's what he's trying to deal with in this column is attacking the notion that Ramaphosa will be elected and then just simply removed because the forces against him in his party are much more powerful than he is. Is that true, Genevieve? Um, I don't think it's that simple. Um, and, and I go back to what I said earlier yeah. about politicians being chameleons. That, from what I, from, from people I'm talking to, that Zuma camp has shrunk a bit within the, and a lot of people are jumping ship because you want that there are jobs up now, and there are less jobs as we spoke about. The cabinet is going to get smaller, etc. So people need to be on the right side. I don't think, so, so how are you going to go into an election with this president as the face of your party, and the majority of your party decide, no, thank you, which I think Stephen said. Electorally, it doesn't look well. The party has, their numbers have been decreasing mm. for the past three elections. They're going now forward, part of their campaign. Hard to imagine it'll do worse than 54%. I don't think so. No. But 
they got to ensure that the election after this one, mm. they're either going up or, or stay above that 50% to stay in power. So if they screw up within this, this five years, remove another president, bring someone in who, who no one's got confidence in, the party's just going to regress some more. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too positive about it, and I'd, but I just feel that it, it would be a stupid move. Sikunati, um, whether or not he reduces the cabinet in size or not is not, is not the problem. His problem is how does he dispense patronage, if not through cabinet positions, to, to the NEC, which is what Zuma did. Firstly, he gave them all jobs. Firstly, I'm amused that Genevieve is surprised to the ANC uh, uh, would do a stupid thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would rather be surprised they would do a smart thing. Mm. Uh, they, they, they've not proven themselves to be smart at mm. all, and that is the ANC. Which is what, where, do, where do you vote, by the way? I do you vote, vote in Joburg or do you vote in Transkei? I vote here in Johannesburg, oh, okay. uh, in, in Lindest Estates. Okay. Anyway, uh, so carry on. In that area. How does it dispense uh, patronage? Now this is exactly with a smaller, with with a smaller, a smaller party. Yeah. This, is smaller got, this is what got this is what got kicked out yeah. because he had he didn't want to distribute. He, he didn't think if yeah. you, even if you are bad for the country, yeah. you are good for him. Yeah. He didn't care. Yeah. Ramaphosa has to bring that attitude, which of course makes him more vulnerable yeah. to to being kicked out. Yeah. Uh, I, I one he doesn't need his job. Okay, he wants it. He yeah. doesn't need it, mm. unlike Zuma. Mm. Uh, and, and so, so uh, dispensing uh, patronage should not be a big deal for him. If he wants to turn around the state and do what Moody's thinks he will do, yeah. and do what South Africans want him to do, yeah. he will care nothing about putting people like Bangladesh, Lamin, and Manusi Gaba in cabinet, but he will still put them in because the ANC is in charge. How does he dis uh, he can't he, he can't dispense patronage? He should not be that should not be his concern. His concern but should all be, leaders do that. Sh should be his concern should be making sure that the, the, the state turns around and functions and the economy functions properly so that the ANC can be returned into power in the municipal elections two years after uh, yeah. fr from now. Uh, with an increased majority, that is his only security. Yes, of course, the, the, the lobby within his own party, which is the best opposition party, by the way, uh, Muslim Ayman and the Mayusless, the ANC is the best opposition. Yeah. Those guys will push very hard for, 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 uh, to, to, to even possibly increase this cabinet so that all of them can have jobs. That's, that's, the, the, that's the stupidity yeah. of, of our politics, unfortunately. But that's not going to happen, is it? No, but it's I, think, I, I just just to make a point on, on on what Jen was saying and what you were saying in terms of the, it's 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 politics is, is such a you know they use the term in ANC circles called the balance of forces, mm. and I think that uh, we there hasn't been a test of the so-called balance of forces since Nasdaq, and the test will come in the elect in the internal party elections in the different spheres straight after the elections. The Northwest has to go to a conference. If Supraman Wapelo or his people are reinstated, it's then an up to the Zuma uh, faction. The Youth League ha is going to conference. The Women's League needs to go to conference the as well. The Western exists. Cape, what's left of the Youth League. Mm -hmm. But my point is that the, you can't make a, a definitive, as, uh, uh, you know, a definitive reading of what the ANC looks like <coughs> and how the ANC will act uh, if 
unless it's tested, and it will mm. be tested when, once they are intra-party polls. And when intra-party polls happen, that's when you really get down to say who really uh, has... And has, KZN has, has to go to uh, Congress as well, am I right? No, uh, no, no KZN one. just had oh. one. KZN uh, is, not, is not part of that, but Northwest is, Western Cape is, um, and then the leagues as well. Pumalanga is as well. Pumalanga, yes, Pumalanga as well. So, and, and then the other, and the other factor is also the, the issue of, of um, you know, premiers and that, and that thing. So, so my point is that um, predicting what's going to happen a day, after a day after the cabinet is announced is actually a far reach. And it's actually, I think, um, uh, you know, <coughs> counterproductive, really, uh, in a point that um, b b b uh, politics is so, is so fickle um, and things change constantly. Um, but I do think um, when you listen to the president uh, and the campaign, I've been with him quite everywhere. No, really. you were with him yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Him, yeah. Um, <coughs> so he was in, uh, he was in um, Limpopo, which is obviously his stronghold. He was there with um, the, the, the Limpopo, the, yeah, the provincial chairperson, Stan Matabata, and he was there with like the mayor and, and et cetera, et cetera. <coughs> and if you see his... And he was there with the people who stole the VBS mutual bank. <coughs> Yes. Yeah, just carry on now. Just finish, <laughs> just finish your story. So, so, so uh, my, my, the po the point that I was making is that um, when you see his interaction, mm. uh, you gen you genuinely see almost this 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 sort of turn, especially on provincial leadership from <coughs> provincial leaders, almost to say that um, we don't know, we're not ready to back the wrong horse. Mm. And yes, you still have people in the ANC that you know would like you know to. We spoke about Tony and Gani, who will just be like. You yeah. know, I'm I'm here with Ace Mahashule, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. But you really have people within the provincial structures of part of of the party that are quite cautious. Number one and number two is um, ha have started to um, <coughs> there's almost a sense of urgency in how they work. Mm. For example, I've never seen this before. Um, but um, so so there's a wa there's a door to door, um, and the president was obviously told about the state of housing and, mm. and RDP houses, which is a normal situation. Yeah. And then asked the mayor to come and give a presentation, which I've never seen um, in, in the previous president. And then she was like, these, are the ma these many houses have been uh, distributed. Yeah. The, la the reason why this woman yeah. didn't get it is because she doesn't classify as indigent. Mm. You know, that, that, kind yeah. of, that kind of thing, which I think just brings a, a, a more depth to politics <coughs> on, a, on, a, on, a, on a local level yeah. uh, um, than it would... Um, yeah. Than it would, uh, you know, how we talk about cabinet and the big things, but more on the on the what re what issues fa uh, people what, face. Every how day. was he received generally, Ramaphosa in Limpopo? Uh, he was received quite well because yeah. it's almost his hometown. But yeah. th there has been an interesting uh, formula of his campaigning in this election compared to Zuma in the previous elections. Um, what does he do? Uh, he he does not do big events, so they don't bus people in for. for there has been no. Um, no, no stadiums. No stadiums. Yeah. So what he does is he does like five events in a day, yeah. speaking to two thousand people yeah. at a time. At you know, yeah. and a, and a, and a lot of the even if you saw it in Alexandria as well, it's it's basically people from that area gather into an open field. He talks to them. He moves on to the next event. So I spoke to him yesterday about it, and he and he was saying that the reason why he's doing this is because a well it's cheaper, but 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 more importantly is that you then can you then can <coughs> talk about localized issues yeah. to people in that area. So like in Sesheho, for example, um, that's Julius Malema's hometown. Yeah. Yeah. So he obviously he had to use the occasion to take a jab 
and say, yeah. don't vote for smaller parties who say yeah. they're going to be um, the incoming yeah. government. And so, and so that was quite uh, fascinating um, to see that it's actually a part of his sort of, um, and also it helps him in terms of a, a, as an ANC president yeah. to then touch communities and, 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 and meet people yeah. where they are in a, in a, to lift his profile, really. Brilliant. Well, that's all we have for today. We're very close to the election. Once we have the election, we'll finally know what's going on <laughs> in South Africa, and then we'll have a cabinet, and we'll have this conversation, all of, us, all of us four again. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you again next week.